Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who were breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app. Where there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. The people who run Joe Biden have openly and purposely swung wide the doors of our former border, and they're asking for more people to come in, and they're telling you to shut up if you don't like it. And they're putting illegal immigrants on private planes and secreting them around the country, no doubt, into advantageous voting areas. At the same time as we're being told that we may need to sacrifice American lives for the border of Ukraine because of border sovereignty. But what about other people's sovereignty, like their own land? And I'm getting a little sick and tired of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle scoffing at Texans having to take the brunt of this. Ranchers losing their longtime family-held ranches. Fences getting cut, livestock getting out, people getting abused. And my other side of the aisle just doesn't give a whit about it as evidenced by the scoff of the Judiciary Committee chairman. It's absolutely mind-boggling. This is what the American people are absolutely sick and tired of. And it's not just Texas. The people who run Joe Biden intend and are planning to and have fully published their plans to seize a whole bunch of rural land, maybe the land on which you live. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And it is times such as these that require us to make decisions. You can do it passively, that is, choose to not decide, which is a decision, or you can do so actively and then pursue the consequences and the implications and, in fact, the joy of the correct decision. Thank you to uh, my good friends, and I don't throw that phrase around a lot. Takes a while to develop good, solid friendships. Our friends at Allen's Soaps, Allen's Artisan Soaps, it's allensoaps.com. You are building a template of a company that shows that people who are affected deeply by things like autism can, in fact, have and enjoy and get the rewards of solid work. And thank you for that. Yeah, the Biden administration, the people who run Joe Biden, they, they, they don't make any bones about the fact that they absolutely abhor people who live in the suburbs. And, and worse yet, people who live in rural areas, except for the Hamptons. All right, that's fine. Or Martha's Vineyard, that's cool. Or certain areas around San Francisco, that's fine. The Santa Barbara Hills, the beaches, that's fine. I mean, look, if you've got a billion bucks, you should be able to live wherever you want. But the parties made it very, very clear. And I I don't, I, I sometimes I feel so inadequate that I somehow have failed to help people understand that the separate state of Washington is the roadmap. If you want to understand what the party intends, look at the separate state of Washington. First in vote fraud, first uh, in the theft, uh, open theft of a gubernatorial election through mail and vote fraud. And everybody knows it. First to sexualize children. First to launch with the helpful assent of cowards who call themselves Republicans. The men soaping up their genitalia next to young women in showers in the YWCA. First on that front, first to want to tax you on a house that does not exist. Actually, California was first on that. First to announce the plans to shove GPS units into your car so as to tax you for every mile you drive, every inch you drive at ever increasing rates until they finally con you, blackmail you out of your car and onto a choo-choo train and into the cities. 
And they make no bones about the fact that they intend to make it insanely difficult, expensively, prohibitively expensive for you to live out in the rural areas, particularly far away from the cities. They intend to price you out of it. They, 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 they tried and succeeded for a bit to steal your water rights. They literally did that in Washington state. If you own rural land, you weren't allowed to build the well. And by some interpretations of that diktat that came from the so-called Supreme Court, it wasn't even legislation. It was the interpretation of the Supreme Court. You weren't allowed to use the well you had. And they busily go about the state of Washington, finding an area where a farmer may have plowed his, his land inches too close to a stream or maybe within 100 feet too close of a stream. That's it. We're shutting it down. They will go and there are sewer pipes in the separate country of Seattle that have rotted through. There's sewage that runs down the streets because people defecate on the streets. Those are the situations in Seattle, but that's allowed to continue. But the state of Washington will go after rural landowners who have one horse, one horse on a 40 acre plot. Now that horse is a threat to the environment. We're seizing your land. Or we're going to make it prohibitively impossible for you to keep your land. If you want to understand the roadmap, you have to understand that the separate country of Washington is, in fact, the roadmap. And they do intend to seize lands at a federal level. And that's and they're, they're not even pretending to care if you notice this anymore because, well, they feel like they've got power locked. So this begins, though, with a comparison for me. Because when I want to make, make sense of things political, I turn to comparisons and I turn to these axioms. First thing I want to look for are double standards, because if there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. Obviously. Well, there are double standards aplenty. For instance, Peter Ducey goes to the White House and gets to ask a question to a woman who is about to become a multimillionaire, probably already is, but about to become a solid multimillionaire because she's going to have herself a TV show on MSNBC. Millions of dollars per year for a TV show that barely any people will watch. So the payoff is already, it's already landed. So when you see Jen Circleback Saki speaking, understand you're looking at an MSNBC employee, just not yet by name. Peter Ducey from Fox is, I hope he's a man of faith. I hope he knows the Lord because he appears to be a godsend in terms of asking questions. So while we'll talk about the plan that they have to seize your lands and our lands, they have no interest, no interest in protecting the lands of farmers or ranchers. They have no interest in protecting the United States. So they, they, they want to seize land to protect it. That's what they tell us. That's literally what they say. That the plan to seize up to have four, millions of four, four million acres of farmland to a conservation program is to protect our water and our resources. The plan to pay farmers to burn, burn their old tractors is to make things safe. So they are securing our water and our land for safekeeping, but not, not on our border. When Title 42 expires next month, what is the plan for the 18,000 migrants a day that are going to cross? Do you want them to get jobs here? Is there something else that you want these 18,000 a day to be doing? I don't know where you're basing your specific numbers on, Peter, but what I would 18, tell you. Uh, I've got it right here. Earlier this week, the department gave reporters an estimate that up to 18,000 migrants could be apprehended at the border each day if Title 42 were. Well, up, up to, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Up to, says the MSNBC employee talking to a Fox employee. Up to 18,000. Utterly remarkable. Up to, well, okay, well, it's 17,999. See, Peter, it doesn't matter. So they intend through this act, the people who run Joe Biden are going to pay farmers to not farm. They're going to want 4 million acres of farmland added to the conservation program. So they're going to con farmers into not farming to protect our water and our resources. But not water and resources when it comes to an open border. 
financial resources, grid resources. No, that's completely open. Double standards and hidden agendas. And that's not the biggest of the land grabs. It's not even close. There's another scheme that the people who run Joe Biden have caused him to get behind called the 30 by 30 initiative. I'll explain that in a second, but it has to do with seizing rural lands to put it into the hands of the federal government. 30% of the country could be owned by the federal government. And there is one representative who's had enough. And I tell you, it is really good to see some people beginning to stand up. Chip Roy stands with Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey has put together a list of actual Republicans who don't vote with what Massey calls the uniparty and which I call the party. Same thing. So he's from Texas and he's talking here to Jerry Nadler. You remember Jerry Nadler? Jerry Nadler is, is truly the swamp creatureitis of all swamp creatureitis I. Here's the conversation. And so, oh, we've got this big fear coming in April, but oh, that's, no, we don't want to have Title 42. And my colleague from Texas mocked the focus by some of my colleagues on the need to have Title 42, as if it's not causing rampant flow across our border, little girls put in stash houses, getting raped, cartels making $100 million. And then the chairman scoffs. The chairman scoffs when I say little girl getting raped in a stash house. Has the chairman been to the border of Texas? Has the chairman been in the last year to the border of Texas and met with border patrol agents, gone down and talked to the people that are sitting there looking at what's actually happening in stash houses? the gentleman yield? That's Nadler. I'll yield briefly. Yes. And what did you find? No stash houses? The chairman scoffed. Is the chairman saying there are no stash houses with no little girls getting raped in Texas? The gentleman will yield? I will. I am not saying there are no stash houses. I'm not saying little girls not being raped in Texas and in every other state in the union for that matter. Well, then reclaiming my time, when the chairman scoffs, when we talk about the, the damage being done to this country, with cartels having complete operational control of our border, charging three to $5,000 a day to come across the border, and little girls getting put into the sex trafficking trade, I think that tells us a lot about where the priorities are of this committee. And I'm getting a little sick and tired of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle scoffing at Texans having to take the brunt of this. Ranchers losing their longtime family-held ranches. Fences getting cut, livestock getting out, people getting abused. And my other side of the aisle just doesn't give a whit about it as evidenced by the scoff of the Judiciary Committee chairman. It's absolutely mind-boggling. This is what the American people are absolutely sick and tired of. Double standards and hidden agendas. And I want to thank Representative Chip Roy for speaking that way to Nadler. And incidentally, you watch the video. That's in the show notes. Please, please do watch the video. It's in the Substack notes. You see Chip Roy turn to look Nadler in the face as he absolutely communicates a universal frustration of property owners on the borders, where their property means nothing. It can't possibly be secured. It doesn't need to be protected. Their fences are destroyed. Chip Roy already made that case. Their resources simply don't matter. Their property simply doesn't even ring a bell with these guys because they don't care. On the other end of that, they can find all sorts of resources to go protect property by seizing it. And this is going to have an enormous amount of real world results. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Hollywood well, and the media, the so-called news media, and their 100% lockstep obsession with sexualizing kids. Hold on, this isn't a distraction. This is proving the point. This is the so-called transportation secretary who gets to call himself that because he's a gay man, period. No qualifications. He's on the view. They're talking about the, the sex ed law in Florida, which simply says that teachers don't get to talk about sexual content and indoctrinate kids sexually from kindergarten through third grade. And Mayor Pete pretends this is going to kill kids. 
And it's the end of the statement that ties in here. So you hear this whole thing tomorrow. I've got reams, gobs of research to prove the point that these guys are absolutely lockstep behind this, just like they were with COVID, just like they were with the Russia hoax. It's another drive to change America, to destroy America. And the media is 100%, almost 100% all in. Fox is the major exception. Newsmax somewhat too. Now listen to the end of Mayor Pete's statement here. And in my state of Florida, when the with the so-called "don't say gay" law now, um, which he says will kill kids, do you agree? Yeah, he, he's right, and and I think every law ought to be judged for the effect it's going to have on real people. On real people. Got it. A guy who wants to force people to purchase electric cars they cannot afford and do not want is concerned about the law's effect on real people. A guy who wants to limit the number of highways we build or fund and instead wants bicycle lanes, tricycle lanes, and scooter lanes is concerned about the effects on real people. Right. Double standards and hidden agendas. So let's talk about the effects on real people. Because there is this... this land grab, two twin land grabs that are coming. At the same time as what did we talk about last week, Friday with Zach Abraham? Yes, yes, we're going to have problems with food. Yes, there's going to be famines. Yes, in fact, the UN forgot that it's against their principles to mention the Bible. The UN has said we are going to see famines of biblical proportion. So what are we doing in the United States? We're letting China, the Chinese Communist Party, purchase our farmland. And if there's a more strategic asset than food, someone come and tell me what it is. Okay, water. You win. Oh, that's right. China is trying to corner the world's market on fresh water. And they're attempting to compete with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett on purchasing farmland. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, who together want to see forced conversion in the United States. Gates has said it. He said we may need to use. No, he said it's going to probably require regulation in the United States to force people to eat fake meat. And again, I have vegan listeners. If you guys want to eat this, please, please be my guest. Just don't make me do it. And please don't make me try to pretend or try to make me pretend it's a protein. It's not. It's, 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 a, it's a carbohydrate. Now I'm getting distracted. Those twin, well, double efforts, triple, Buffett, Gates, and the Chinese Communist Party. And interesting, they're good friends. Gates and the Chinese Communist Party. Good buddies on the covid So now Biden wants 4 million more acres of farmland to become inactive. As we are prepared, he himself has said. Oh, the famines, uh, that's going to be real. He himself was caused to say this. They're already blaming Russia. And he wants more land to be not used for farming. Today, the Department of Agriculture rents about 21 million acres of farmland from landowners, typically 10 years at a time. They want to expand that 25 million acres and then pay the farmers to not farm. Don't create food. The, the, the government is paying to destroy tractors. This is from the, the, the San Joaquin Valley In California, smashing and recycling old tractors helps assure air quality benefits for the San Joaquin Valley. No, it doesn't. What it helps assure is that it is incredibly expensive to get into farming. What it helps assure is that only well, very profitable farms or mega farms, corporate farms, can afford to rent the new equipment because farmers no longer get to own their equipment. John Deere is getting behind the party's methodology of you will own nothing and you will be happy. You rent your trailers, or pardon me, your tractors. Oh, you own the metal and the wheels, but not the software. 
They can recall that from you at any time. You're still fighting for the right to fix your tractors, to repair it. Then we'll get to this 30 by 30 scheme because it beyond it goes beyond farmland. This is the same Biden team, the same people who back Biden, who intend to destroy rural living by taking semi-rural properties and making them urban, by ending single-family residences, pardon me, single-family neighborhoods, zoning. They intend to end that. So they crank up the prices to live far away from people. If you live a little bit close in semi-rural, no, you have apartment buildings in your neighborhood. Why would they do that? Because they intend to distribute votes. All of this is purely totalitarian. It is the most pure totalitarian instinct one can imagine to force people to live where you want them to live. And that's exactly part of the program. Even Hillary Clinton fought against that in a lawsuit. You ever do that these days with news? Ah! Ah! You ever find yourself doing that? I I don't know how many times during... (laughs) Sorry, I'm giving the way of farm a little bit here on on a familial basis. You know, it's, it's, my wife is a voracious consumer of news. (laughs) So we'll be in the front room. You know, I, I do my devotionals in the morning and, and read the Bible. And I'm studying a book called the end and trying to learn about the, you know, the, the book of revelation and Daniel. And, and so we'll be in the room together, but sometimes married couples, you're not really together. You know, you're in the room, but I'll hear my wife go, or, or ha. And I know, okay, what, what is it? What, what, what did someone say? But you know what brings us together? You want to hear a cheesy, you know what brings my wife and I together during a busy morning of scoffing at what the liberals are doing in their country? Bonefrog coffee brings us together. It actually does. See, I get up early. I make a pot. My wife gets up then. She makes a second pot. And then a third pot comes along because our teen daughter loves Bonefrog. My wife asked me the other day, did you tell your audience podcast family about how our daughter loves bonefrog coffee. This to me speaks to the smoothness of this coffee. This is a young woman who loves flavored coffees. She doesn't put much flavoring in the bonefrog coffee. Now that's not to say that you can't get the dark roast. And if you like the big, dark, deep flavor, and that's my next roast of bonefrog, you can get that as well. Then there's the, um, the, the, uh, the bonefrog mix, frogman mix. That's the midmost. That's what we've been doing as a family. And my daughter loves that stuff. And with Bonefrog, you're backing a company that has indelible values. God, country, and team. Those are the values. They're not going to turn and run from them like that other coffee company owned by veterans, started by veterans, I think owned now by investors, where they ran away from Kyle Rittenhouse. That's not going to happen. So you go to bonefrog.us. Here's a simple request. If you like to back the show and you like to back companies like this, try all the flavors, all the roasts, I should say. Pick your delivery method, then get a subscription plan for the one you like. It's bonefrog.us. It's bonefrog.us. So the plan is not just farmland. And this this thing about Mayor Pete, who gets to be transportation secretary because he is a same-sex attracted. That's his full, full resume. I am same-sex attracted. Let me run the nation's transportation infrastructure. He says we should look at how prices affect real people. Okay. Or how, how our regulations laws affect real people. Okay. Fair enough. Let's, let's do that. Let's remind ourselves of a conversation we had last week with Zach Abraham, where we looked at something that was said on Bloomberg. Then we'll get to this plan to seize more than just farmland. Well, the first thing that we're going to see is higher prices for fertilizers across the world, particularly uh, in the U.S. as we approach our spring planting season here in April and May. Fertilizers become a really expensive crop nutrient. We think it's going to take up about 50% of a farmer's budget this year. Normally, they spend about 30% of their cash on producing crops. 30% of their cash producing crops. And so we see the increase in fertilizer. Now we see the increased price for people to have tractors because they're destroying older tractors. 
Now we see a contraction of the food supply. Now we see a further contraction of the food supply. Now we see Bill Gates and Warren Buffett deciding they're going to contract the supply of meat so that the price for that goes up. Then we see the Chinese Communist Party purchasing our farmland, the second most strategic asset, second only to water. Do you think that the Chinese Communist Party has in their hearts the best interests of the United States and the citizens here? Do you think that they're going to make sure that we don't run out of, uh, out of food? Do you think that's a big concern for those guys that we not run out of food? Because to me, I don't believe that. I believe that China wants to be able to say, hey, we'll just go ahead and burn the farmlands we own. Or better yet, we'll just take the food for ourselves. And you think that the people who run Biden have it in them to go to the Chinese Communist Party and say, no, you, you, you don't get to take the food you grow here. I don't. Because for all the talk of Ukraine, we're watching, and I'll play this this week, Chinese citizens screaming out of their apartment windows, their tiny little boxes the Chinese Communist Party houses them in because they don't have food. And because they've been locked inside involuntarily for two weeks, not to mention the obscenity of rounding up people's pets house cats in net bags and killing them in the streets. Well, what should I expect from a Chinese Communist Party that has forcible abortions? That harvests the organs of ethnic minorities? All to the great joy of Disney. We'll talk a lot about Disney tomorrow. As they're 100% behind sexualizing kids. All to the delight of the NBA that can't get enough of China. So they get to own this farmland. And again, it goes beyond farmland, but I can't leave this without reminding you of Michael Bloomberg's assessment of what it is to be a farmer. And as I play this, please think back to the discussion that you and I had about the people, the divide, this guy, I wish I could remember his name. He wrote this brilliant substack. It's the divide between people who live in the reality of doing things with their hands versus people of the thinking class. Those of us who live in the reality of building, of having to take our hands to something. And those who live in the virtual class. It's the physicals versus the virtuals. Bloomberg's a solid virtual. Listen to him describe farming. Think about the agrarian society lasted 3,000 years, and we could teach processes. I could teach anybody, even people in this room, so no offense intended, to to be a farmer. It's a process. You dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. The information economy is fundamentally different. You have to have a different skill set. You have to have a lot more gray matter. You have to have... A lot more gray matter to be in the information economy. Has anyone consulted modern farming and the technicalities of modern farming or animal husbandry? Has anyone consulted that? The myriad of rules that these farmers have to live within? Has anyone taken time to look at that, Mike Bloomberg? The physicals versus the virtuals. Now, this goes to the greater point. As they're looking at the seizing of lands, this 30 by 30 land grab, this is going to be done if they get away with it by bureaucrats who have never tended a farm. They have never touched a hay bale unless it's ironically at some sort of, you know, like like their, their guy, the politician they back has to go to the Iowa State Fair. So they show up at the fair and they go out and, and purchase some jeans and then someone someone tells them, or some, some, some country-looking jeans, and then someone says, oh, yeah, we always take sandpaper to rough them up. And, oh, well, I don't want to rough up my new boots. No, 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 no. People are going to know those are brand new. Let's rough those up, and here's how to do that. Let's throw some dirt on them because this is what the people expect out here. By the way, when I go to Iowa, I don't shower for a couple of days, so I show up and smell like a yokel. Oh, you think I'm kidding? No, 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 no. They send their advanced people into value villages in in rural communities like that. They do. They send them into value villages to go out so they can dress like the yokels. Because all the yokels go to value village. Whatever the, the equivalent of that is out there where you live. 
for us, it's Value Village or Deseret Industries. It's going to be run by people who've never had to make a farm payroll. It's going to be run by people who've never put out a, a, a beginning forest fire. Who don't live under the threat of forest fires. Just this past, just two days ago, my wife and I were going out in the back property and looking at the trees we need to harvest. Because they're dead. They're They're fuel. Now, we've had been blessed with a wet winter and an even wetter spring. So it's low risk, but it's not no risk. They don't have any notion of any of this stuff. They don't understand the intricacies of how much you need to refresh your land. Right? And I don't. All I've ever done is pull off hay bales and alfalfa bales and ride a horse. I've never had to care for one or tend for one. Rather than feeding it and brushing, I don't know how to take care of its teeth. They don't, and, and they pretend they know these things because it's all very simple. Because, of course, the information economy, they're in the laptop class. And so, this 30 by 30 land grab, and this comes from Climate Depot. A little notice provision buried deep in President Biden's January 27 executive order tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, create jobs and restore scientific integrity across the government has emerged as one of the gravest threats facing ordinary Americans at a time when such threats are legion. The EO's Section 219 sets the goal of, quote, protecting at least 30 percent of the nation's land and water by 2030. Under protection means putting this land and water, mostly land, off limits to any productive use in perpetuity. To accomplish this goal, the federal government is willing to buy up through eminent domain or other pressures on landowner to make them, quote, willing sellers of the property, millions of acres of private land. Well, wait a minute. How could they make you a willing seller if you don't want to be? per mile charges on your car for every inch you drive with a surcharge to be further out from the cities taxing you on houses that don't exist well you own 200 acres there could be 20 homes there so your 200 acres you own oh no that's not worth 3 million bucks or 6 million that's worth 600 million And we're going to start taxing you on that. Oh, no, no, no. You can't have access to that water to feed your stock. No, no, no. That water comes from upstream. That's up here. That's ours. There's a myriad ways they intend to make sure that they can seize this land. 30% of our country being owned by the party. And this goes back to the litmus test for so-called Republicans. You are either going to be against this or you're giving your hand away that you work for the party, not for us. And there's some places where this stuff just doesn't play. I was playing a clip by Chip Roy from Texas, right? There's some places that are already far advanced on this. Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, some of the governors truly get this and are going to press very, very hard. The people at Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A Weight Loss, were born, the business was, well, they weren't, but their business was born in Dallas, Texas, And here's how I first initially really got confidence in SOTA weight loss. S-O-T-A stands for state of the art. We were talking about the story, the launch. I was talking to the doctor who founded SOTA weight loss with some partners, healthcare providers. And I always asked the same question. Why? Why are you in this business? And he said it wasn't being done right. It just, the, the focus was not correct. I wanted to be able to take this program to anybody, anywhere. I wanted to be able to do it at national scale. And so we, we opened in Dallas, Texas. And then I said, and the growth, how did it happen? Because 100% word of mouth. One location in Dallas became seven in Texas. But here's where their obsession with data. Remember I said state of the art matters. They were studying their new customers. And a bulk of them were coming from Oklahoma and Alabama, and the border states to Texas. Why were Georgians coming to Texas to lose weight, to drop unwanted fat, to rid themselves of it? It's because the program works. 
And it works to make sure that you never go back and put this weight on. And if you slip up, once you've hit your goal weight, if you slip up, they'll provide you conversational backup, you know, maintenance conversations for life. So it's Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. My wife is now a member. There are, gosh, I'm guessing now, but I think it's 25, 30 people in the listener family who've already joined, probably more. Not everybody sends me a note to say I've joined Soda Weight Loss. But hey, by the way, if you have, do drop me a note. I'd love to, love to be able to chat with you about your progress. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. Then just look in the upper left-hand corner of the site. There's a great big green box that says National Program. SodaWeightLoss.com. State of the art. I can't. Um, it's difficult for me to, to, to sufficiently explain to you the uh, audacity of these people seizing these lands. Because they don't have any true respect for the people who live in, in, in the circumstances like we do. In fact, the, the disdain is this. The, the disdain comes from this level of misunderstanding. that They truly believe that you and I are utterly bereft and stupid and unable to function without their great guiding hand. I know this because I've lived amongst them. I know this because of the sneering. Like Chip Roy was talking about scoffing. I know that. So when they hear the complaints about farmland or about the controls of the land, they sit in a city in Washington, D.C., where, yeah, those, those, those resources are finite. And there's some beautiful parks, but that's their concept of outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some will go and they'll, they'll hike the Appalachian Trail and they'll do that from time to time. And they'll take a, they'll take a vacation, let's say, to upstate New York. Maybe they'll go to Vermont for a bit. And I'm not to say that Vermont doesn't have beautiful areas or upstate New York doesn't. But they don't truly understand true rural living. So to save the planet, this is back to the piece from Climate Depot. To save the planet from what the Biden White House and the ruling class assure us is a climate crisis, we need to have the government gobble up more and more land. 27%, this is 640 million acres of the nation's land, is already administered by the Bureau of Land Management. And there are, in fact, some governors who are pushing back on this. State of Alabama's governor, Texas, is pushing back on this. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be a bunch that stand and say, no, let's go do it. If you live in the separate countries of Washington State, Oregon, or California, they're going to go through the same seizing of land with the same end result. And that is that land prices go up for everybody but the uber rich. And this gets into the core of the scam. The preservation of properties like that for their big donors. Double standards and hidden agendas. And I'm about to tell you the most gorgeous of them all. You want to hear the big swindle with this stuff? Here's the big swindle. Let me, let me speak by example. This comes from a dear friend of mine, Glenn Morgan. And if you're new to the podcast, you may have not heard Glenn. He runs an organization called We the Governed and Citizens Alliance for Property Rights, caper.org and wethegoverned.com. He is the best conservative activist I know on the West Coast. Glenn told me this great story about the San Juan Islands. In Washington State, right up by the border of Canada, you go up into the ocean you, you leave from Bellingham, Washington on these ferries and there's a series of islands, many of them, I think three or four of them, accessible only by ferry. No, I mean, pardon me, all of them by ferry, but some of them are walking only ferries. You can't take your cars on them. Many of them don't have any, any fast food outlets. Many of them have preserved this, this rural living where there's these ones, you know, these one-off local restaurants it's, and it's super charming. You can go up and see whales, very close hand, beautiful, unbelievably beautiful land. There's a place on Orcas Island called uh, Mount Constitution, and it's been protected from hunting for so long that the deer will walk up from you, sometimes eat out of your hand. You can stand at the top of Mount Constitution, have a 360 degree view of the Strait of Juan de Fuca. It's truly magical land, and I understand the desire to protect it. Secondly, it's not great for farming, given the cost of taking things in and out, although there are family farms there and fresh grown ingredients, and you can have cream fresh from, the, uh, from, from the, some of the ranches there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And the rich people live there because they can afford to take the ferries back and forth with their planes. And my friend Glenn was talking about, 
a house out there. In fact, it was a beautiful house. It was like 16 bedrooms. It had just tens of thousands of feet of waterfront. It had a couple of different boathouses. So they could bring up their, there's a yacht and then there's a speedboat they can bring up. And Glenn was telling me that they've got these party boats and he'd heard and read that they had submarines. Yeah, you can buy hobbyist submarines. So you go out in the Strait of Juan de Fuca, go under the water and observe the, the, the wildlife there. And then, then Glenn told me the, the craziest thing. He showed me some pictures. He said, you see these over here? That's their low-income housing. They get low-income housing credits. So who lives there? It must be destitute people from this. Wait, they wouldn't be from the city because they'd need to take a, a ferry to go back to Bellingham. Who lives there? Because there's not a lot of work on the islands. There's very few services. Most of the stores are family owned. They don't have need to hire a lot of outsiders. It's a tourist driven economy. So wait, wait, who lives there in, in the low income housing? Oh, they're butlers and they're gardeners. And their landskeepers and their security and their kids' private teachers and the pilots of their planes live there. Low income housing. Don't you know? Even the UN is warning a biblical level famine. At the same time as the people who run Joe Biden go about seizing rural lands, contracting the amount of acreage available for growing food, producing meats. Same Biden people contracting our economy, contracting our access to oil, contracting jobs, squeezing top down, bottom up. Yeah, biblical. It is. It's biblical level. On May 20th, right outside of the separate country of Seattle, just northeast of there in a city called Bothell, my friend Julie Barrett and I are putting on a program. And the thesis, the question that day is, this is the the enabling question, is will God rescue America? It's 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. It's May 20th in Bothell, Washington at Cedar Park Church. And just talking to Julie, who this weekend is feeling, well, challenged. She's been watching the Republican Party over there pay a, a woman with whom I used to be friends. I consider her the greatest investigative reporter in Seattle. Her name is Brandy Cruz. Um, and I'm sad to say that I don't believe we're friends anymore. The Washington State Republican Party has been paying Brandy to go about the state and lecture Republicans on what they need to do to win, although she herself is neither conservative nor Republican. Her advice Accept so-called transgenderism. That's the key to victory. Compromise with Jay Inslee, who wants to seize everybody's job from them unless they do what he says. Compromise. Julie is feeling worried for her state. She runs conservative ladies of Washington. She's beginning to ask herself, will God save Washington? And I'm going to address the issue on a national basis. Will they... God save America. Now, Americans and America are not the same thing. But will he save this country? We're already well over now 50% sold out for this event. It's not until May 20th. And people commonly, commonly, I get it. People are busy. They wait till the last minute to make their plans. There's not going to be a live stream. So the chance to do this is then tickets are only 20 bucks. It's at the Todd Herman slash events, the Todd Herman slash events. Yes, it is biblical level. Leviticus 19 verse 13. You must not defraud your neighbor or rob him. You must not withhold until morning. The wages do a hired hand. 
that would go right down to the ability of people to monetize their land in a responsible way as stewards of the land. After all, the land is not ours, it's God's. But they're robbing people of their wages, ability to provide for their families given their land. You have this great example. It's in the show notes. If you are not yet biblically fluent, read about Joseph's management of a food crisis because Joseph was told there's going to be an incredible food crisis. And he went to Pharaoh and said, hey, the nations are going to starve. We need to store food. And he himself became the manager. He was a captive of Pharaoh. His brothers had, had, had given him, you know, turned him over as a captive to people. He ended up in Egypt as a veritable slave and then rode to this level of prominence. He stuck to God's word. He wouldn't defile God's word even when pressured to do so. He ended up saving not just Egypt, but the surrounding nations and his family. Yes, it's biblical level. Exodus 12, verse 49. The same law applies to both native born and foreigners residing among you. Indeed. Well, voter ID. You can't walk into federal buildings without an ID, but you can walk into our country. You can't vote for the DNC candidates for their nominees without an ID, but we can come into the country without one. Exodus twenty two twenty one: do not mistreat or oppose or oppress a foreigner for you are foreigners in Egypt. Yes, yes, yes. Foreigners in our country are not to be oppressed or abused, but they're, they're brought in as sex slaves. Some of them are brought in as simple slaves. Not, I mean, not that being a simple slave is better than being a sex slave, although I think it is. At least you're just forced to work, not to defile yourself sexually. And Ship Roy speaks of this. And the scoffing of people like Jerry Nadler at this. And a nation that turns its face from God in this regard can look forward to famine. Because that's the result. It's biblical, right? Some emails here. This is from... um, this is from a high-ranking federal immigration official I know. So this person I know to be high up in federal immigration. Here's the note. Todd, can you help get the word out to correct the record on the immigration issue that is about to explode? The news keeps reporting that those crossing the border are being released because of a lack of detention space. All caps, not true. And he talks about the Northwest uh, Immigration Center in Tacoma. The NWIPC in Tacoma currently has less than 300 people in spite of a capacity of 1,500. This is true of most of the detention facilities. They've chosen to not detain recent arrivals. It has been this way since Biden took office. Great work on the podcast. You should be proud of what you're building. It comes from a high-ranking immigration official. So they're lying about that. that. That shouldn't surprise us. These lies shouldn't surprise us from a media that says things like this. And again, I can't get enough of this quote. This is Ann Applebaum with The Atlantic. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. I'm Daniel Schmidt. I'm a freshman at the University of Chicago. My question is for Ms. Applebaum. Um, So in 2020, you wrote, those who live outside the Fox News bubble do not, of course, need to learn any of the stuff about Hunter Biden, referring to his laptop, of course. Uh, A poll later after that found that if voters knew about the content of the laptop, 16% of Joe Biden voters would have acted differently. Now, of course, we know a few weeks ago, the New York Times confirmed that the content is real. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? And what can we learn from that and ensuring that what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I mean, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think, totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that that would be my problem with the, that as a as a major news story. Uh, we're going to talk about more of this uh, tomorrow in our first uh, panel. So stand by. Um, and that's, uh, I, that's the voice of noted propagandist David Axelrod right there. Double standards and hidden agendas. Same media that's obsessed with the Trump kids business doesn't care about Hunter Biden's business, even though his business is being done on behalf of one of the spy masters of the Chinese Communist Party to the tune of about 30 million bucks and 10 percent to the big guy. So let's not forget the 10 percent. Big guy hates it when you forget that. 
This is from Tanya. Hey, Todd, I very much appreciate your ability to clearly see through the COVID flu PCR scam and injection nonsense early on. Thanks for sharing information that kept us clear on what was going on the past few years. I'm wondering if you might be able to offer similar clarity on the discussion around, quote, vaccine shedding, whereby the non-jabbed who live with and or work closely with the injected are getting some transfer. And if true, what that what it might mean for people who are unjabbed and how long the post-jab should be shed and continue. Well, okay. I'll, I'll tell you this, Tanya. Number one, I would ask you a dear favor. Please don't say jabbed because it's a cute term. Let's say uninjected or, or, or pure bloods. But jabbed is cute. Oh, hey, I got jabbed. Um, and secondly, please never use the word vaccine. I know that you put it in quotes, but let's call them mRNA injections or, or COVID shots. But let's please never use the word vaccine because it's a magic word. And these are not vaccines. Now, Pfizer warned early on, Tanya. And I'll try to find this piece. Pfizer earned, warned early on that people who got injected could shed that to others. They said through close contact, such as sexual contact, which would make all the sense in the world. Since the cytotoxic read poison spike proteins live in areas like the testes and the vaginal walls. It would make sense that they would transfer to others. What does that mean? Well, later this week, probably Thursday, I'm going to share with you yet more evidence that the injections do, in fact, alter our DNA. The Pfizer. There was the in vitro experiment they looked at where they shot this garbage into human cells outside of the body and observed as it wrote itself into the DNA. It reverse transcribed itself into the DNA of human cells. But there's more to show that this is happening and, in fact, that the body may always produce spike proteins, which would mean this could happen in perpetuity. Our kids could inherit this. That's hour one, hour two. An AP writer is going to reveal how the AP has banned the truth. Please go be strong, be kind, be well, and yes, let's all be right with God. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.